Hey everyone, Greg Meskel here, brand new episode of What's Good. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to like and subscribe, comment, find us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud as well. Uh, today we step back into the ring, the world of boxing. Dennis Douglas joining us here. Dennis, appreciate you spending some time. No problem, man. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, Dennis, uh, first let's start with your nickname, and it's and it's a unique one, Dennis Mama's Boy, Douglas. I think some people know your story, but just tell us the the kind of start of all that and the history of having your mom play such a big role in your career. Yes, my name is Dennis Mama's Boy, Douglas. I'm the only world ranked professional boxer trained exclusively by his mother, so I'm very proud of that. I'm Mama's Boy. I'm a I'm a Mama's Boy, true and true. So I salute to all the Mama's Boys, and I mean that's not a sense that we need permission for my mother to do anything. I'm grown. I make my own decisions, but I love my mother so much. My mother loves me, and I, I'm proud to be called the mama's boy. I'm proud to, I'm proud to have that image. So Dennis, the mama's boy, doesn't follow me on Instagram. <laughs> I love it. I love it. De Dennis, you've, you've obviously been around boxing. You've seen other trainers, other boxers. What What does having your mom bring that others aren't getting from someone they met or had to hire. What what sort of connection do you guys have that no one else does? Um, it's just a true authentic connection. You have somebody in your corner that cares about you more than anybody else in the world cares about you. I have that in my corner. So when I go home, I mean, when I, you heard I just said it, I was gonna say, when I take a break in the, in the middle of the round, when they say break and go back to the corner, if for me, it feels like I'm going home. I get to go home and talk to my mom. She's telling me what she saw, what she didn't see. And I know whatever she's saying, I can trust in it because my mother, you know what I'm saying? So when she tells me, my mom says, Dennis, you can beat this boy, I believe it more than anybody, like, than any other trainer can tell me. Any trainer can tell the fighter, you can be not just trainer to say. When your mom says it, it's a different feeling. You know, I'm sure as you as you got better and you started picking up the victories, right, and people saw you and your profile grew, someone had to say to you, like, Okay, Dennis, it's great that you love your mom, but it's time to get a real trainer now. When when someone says that to you, what's what's kind of your response of why what you're doing works for you? Um, I so I just laugh. I mean, I really people say so like, I kind of don't. I just say okay, you know, I don't really go into defending my mother or arguing because if you're around us, you see you see what it is, and what we're what we're looking to accomplish is not what anybody else wants to accomplish. So you can't tell me I need a new trainer. Because maybe I'm using to accomplish your goals, but to accomplish my goals, I'm, I'm on the path, so I'm good. Uh, as you've gotten better as a fighter, how, how has your mom gotten better as a trainer? Um, we love it up together. I mean, like we said, we both learned. We started boxing at the same time. So um, she, she just became a super student of the sport, and she constantly learns. And, yeah, like you said, every fight I have, I learn something, she learns something. And because she's a smarter woman than I am, she learns a little bit deeper, and then from the same weekend, we can watch the same thing, but she'll see it so much deeper than I do, and then she'll explain to me how she saw it and what worked, what didn't work, and I think her way is always a little bit better than mine. You know, the role that she has taken on, that's such a man's world, right? You think about trainers and from movies and in fights, and everyone, I think, pictures a guy in the corner. What does that do uh, for, for women around the world that see this is a job maybe they didn't think they could do in the past? Um, well, I noticed there's a lot, a lot of women getting into boxing now. I'm not saying that's because of my mother, but I love that women are, are understanding that. Like, I really believe when they say women can do anything a man can do, I really believe that. And I, I love that my mom is a pioneer in one of these movements. And then, like, as far as the trainer, then you got people like Calissa Shields, 
you guys doing it in the actual fighter stands. But as the trainers, man, like, which you haven't, we haven't seen it before. I'm saying before Clifford Shields, we saw Layla Ali. We have seen Christy Martin. We we have seen women boxing, but um, although maybe not as dominant as Clifford, but we have seen it before. But you've never seen a woman trainer like, or and even deeper than that, a mom trainer. So she's empowering a lot of women. I mean, there's a lot of moms getting involved in boxing because I mean, if you love your kids and it's something your kids want to do, why wouldn't you want to be involved as a mom? You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm glad that she was able to open that door for a lot of women. That's great stuff. Appreciate you sharing all that. This is still a pandemic, right? We're on month nine, 10. It's, it's affected all the events. Boxing has been affected too, right? The cards that you thought were going to happen, things have changed. Just give us a little bit of an update. Where, where are you at now with your training and, and what's, and what's ahead for you when, when you can get back and actually start to compete? Well, it's looking like once they finalize everything with me with the Logan Paul on the, um, that fight, it's looking like I'm going to be on that undercard. So that's a really big deal. I'm really excited about that. Um, but, I mean, I've, the pandemic has been terrible for a lot of people. Fortunately, I haven't lost anyone due to the virus. Anyone close to me. So I'm very fortunate. Thank God for that. And then um, I was able to start my business in, in the middle of the pandemic because um, I just tried to focus on opening an establishment that was super clean, super safe, super sanitary. It also was fun because a lot of people are dealing with depression right now, just being stuck in the house, especially kids being stuck in the house, not being able to see their friends, stuck on the computer. And um, I just wanted to play, make a place that was clean so you could bring your kids there and they can have a good time. It's fun. I want to make boxing fun again. So I think people are just starting to realize that my version of boxing in my gym isn't that, that killer sport that um, you can't play boxing, warriors only. Um, mine's is more like, yeah, you can't play boxing. After work, you had a long day of work, come play some boxing. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's have fun. So, so I, I think my, my kind of our business is great in the middle of this pandemic because it's such an unfortunate time. You're right. I think everyone is really stressed out and just feeling like, uh, you know, a lot of weight on their shoulders during this time. Have you noticed that when people have been able to kind of come into your, to your place, they're able to kind of release some of that? Exactly. And people tell me constantly, I have a bunch of messages on my phone that I actually screenshot and see, I'm probably going to post later. But people tell me that, that training with me makes their day, um, they have so much good for the, they have such a good time or they have work counting down the minutes till they leave to come to the gym. And like that kind of that's the kind of energy I wanna feel. I wanna give you. I feel like I was put here to change the world. And um you don't have to also you don't have to change the world by becoming the president of the United States or change the world becoming you can change the world by changing people around you, your community. Because you never know. I could train a kid and years from now he he could become the president of the world and he'll remember when he was in the gym and I told him that level of discipline, but it was still fun. And he knows how to defend himself. So that's what I'm looking at. I look. I, I think that I want to change the world. So I'm putting it out there in the atmosphere. Like I want everybody to know that I know it's rough right now, but um, we're doing great things in the gym. I have an affordable class, which is only ten dollars, just for people that dealing with the financial struggles. Um, and that's it, man. I'm just trying to put out a bunch of positivity out there. Reading on your website, and people can see this story, but you you've written pretty in pretty good detail about. Um, really wanted to work on your own kind of mental health and motivation and, and thinking back to earlier in your career and you were undefeated. And when you had that first loss, you just kind of didn't, didn't really handle it the way you would have liked to from a mental standpoint and the effort and the care that you're putting in. Just tell us a bit about what, what kind of started that change for you and, and the type of person you're trying to be now. Yeah. So I've always been one of those kids that was fortunate enough to be pretty much good at whatever I, I put my mind to. If I want to, if I want to, 
run track. I can run track for a little while, and I'll be one of the fastest. I wasn't one of the, I've been that person. So that's what kind of happened with boxing. I kind of was good without committing a thousand percent. Even though I verbally said I committed, I didn't commit a thousand percent. So when I first lost, it hurt me because I'm not used to, I'm, I'm used to everything going my way. So when I lost, and you have a dream of following a career like Mayweather's career, of being undefeated, being the champion, that first loss, you feel like a failure. So when I, once, once that happens to me, I kind of shut down. Like I turned to liquor and women because at the end of the day, for a man, I'm talking about I can't speak for all men, but for me, no matter how depressed I was, no matter how much money I had, you know, I always felt good the fact that women still liked me. So I dove into liquor and women as a way. But then I became a womanizer and I wasn't, I wasn't, I treated women that liked me. I treated them poorly because I was miserable as a person. So I was a good woman. I was drinking every day, partying every day and still training because I still loved boxing. Even when I hated it, I still did it because I hated boxing. I should have walked away. There's a lot of fights I know that go through this with what I'm going, what I went through and walked away from boxing and else. I love it so much that even when I hated it, I still did it. So like that's what killed me because I was still doing it and I was still somewhat successful in the gym. I would go spar top guys and still do well with them. So it was giving me a false sense of security that I'm drinking, but I'm still good. But I'm not. Because whenever I fought, I couldn't make weight the right way. And um, I would lose. See what I know I could beat. And that made the depression worse. I was start drinking more. Um, it just hit a point where it was going to affect my daughter's life. And my daughter is the most fun person in my life by far. And when I realized my drinking, which I probably should have known from the beginning, when I when it finally clicked to me that my drinking was going to affect my daughter negatively, that's when I gave it up. And um, my life I changed, my life has been changed for better. I've, I saved so much money that I was spending on liquor. That's the money I was able to use to buy my own business. You know what I'm saying? So, like, everything comes full circle, man. Like, and, and for me, it started with, it started with not the act of, not good drinking. It started with the act of holding myself accountable, realizing that I have to the change that I want. I feel like realizing that I'm saying I used to tell myself all the time that um that everything bad always happens to me. I forgot what theory that is. Um, if something theory that if something bad happens, if something bad can happen, it will always happen. Yeah. That's I forgot. What oh, like Murphy's so law. Yeah. Murphy's law. Murphy's law. Yeah. So I used to believe that I'm walking Murphy's law, and. When you believe that, what you believe is what you are. I'm saying so. Mm -hmm. That's literally what happened for so long. It wasn't until I made the decision to not be that guy anymore. That's when it stopped. Not just drinking. Drinking was a part of that decision, but it was this decision to not let bad things keep happening. Me. Like I'm not Murphy's Law. Like I'm gonna change my destiny. I'm gonna be a champion. I'm gonna be the best dad. And then when I truly believe that I'm gonna be the best dad, everything else trickle down. What's the what's the moment you, you know you've been talking about the drinking about the woman, is is there a moment that comes to mind where where you were just in it you were you were in those things and felt like I can't I can't be this person anymore? Yes, September thirteenth, two thousand nineteen, so two years ago, but like a year ago really. Um, I was in the club with my my cousin. I flew out here for the weekend. We went to the club. I got drunk. I got a DUI. I was supposed I got arrested. I got a DUI. I was supposed to take my daughter to Chuck E. Cheese the next day, but I was arrested, so I couldn't go. When I got out of prison, I called her, what got out of jail, whatever, and I called her mom, tell her what happened. Her mom said to me, very calm, very calmly, she said, you're going to be one of those dads that raises our daughter to jail because you can't stop drinking. And she said it so calm, she didn't say angry, she didn't say vindictively. She said it like that's how she felt. Like she has to make adjustments in her life to prepare for raising our daughter herself because I'm dumb and I'm going to keep drinking. And when she said that, I don't know, it was the way she said it because people told me all the time. That my drinking is gonna be an issue. 
But I feel like they 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 were like, just watch, it's gonna happen. Watch, like almost like or threatening me or trying to scare me. It wasn't that. She just accepted it. Like you're an alcoholic, bro, and I'm gonna raise my daughter by myself. So enjoy time with her now, cause you're probably gonna be in jail soon. Wow. I'm saying that's that's kind of how she said it. And the way the way she said it to me that day after after getting out from jail, and I also lost my job that same day. And um, it was just everything hit me. Everything hit me. Everything hit me. And I made a decision. When she said to me, I felt like I hit rock bottom. And I told myself, because around that time, I was struggling with just suicidal thoughts. I used to always say, kind of say I want to kill myself. I would drink and drive home hoping I'd kill myself, which is crazy because I could have killed somebody else. Yeah. But um, that's kind of where I was. I, I was so depressed. I wanted to kill myself. And then that day when she said that to me, and I wanted to, I, when she said, I wanted to kill myself again, like, well, you're going to raise it by yourself? I'll kill myself. She raised it by yourself. And then I said to myself, um, what are you going to do, bro? Are you going to, are you going to kill yourself? Are you going to kill yourself? Do it right now. If you're not going to kill yourself, then don't say this ever again and let's fix it. You know what I'm saying? So you have to really make a decision. Well, for me, I have to make a decision. Are you going to do it? If you're not going to do it, don't bring it up no more. Don't stop saying suicide. Let's figure out all the steps to fix our life. Let's go to therapy. Let's quit drinking. Let's just try everything and, and really commit and stop saying suicide. And I said, okay, let's do it. So then that was the day. The day my daughter's mom told me I was going to go to jail, she and my daughter changed my life because I went, I found a therapist that day. I started therapy the next day and I hadn't, I haven't drank since then. So my last day of drinking was September 13th. 2019. I'm over a year, 100% sober, and um, my life is my life is completely different. And, less and, than, I, and less know, I have to different. imagine you feel a lot a lot better physically too, right? So 100% better physically. I feel um sharper. I have more energy. Um, I have more money because I'm spending a lot of money on liquor. So I have more money. Everything, man. I spend more time with my daughter because I'm not in a rush to 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 drop her off so I can go out. And, I'm saying like. All that stuff. My life changed dramatically by just, and I'm not saying that liquor is evil for everybody. It just was for me. I'm saying like, because a lot of my friends, almost all my friends, drink socially, make it, but it just wasn't for me. And people have to understand that everybody's different. Everybody can't do what everybody does. So, um, I don't. My friends still drink. We still go out, and all my friends still drink. It's not a problem. I don't feel uncomfortable. I don't have any urges anymore. I mean, when I first quit drinking, it was hard for me. Like around New Year's. Last year, it was hard for me because um everybody's drinking around me. But you just gotta, you just gotta love yourself. It's all about self love. And if you love yourself, you put yourself first, then everything else is nothing. You know, the idea of being a boxer, you're supposed to present your tough, right? You want to come in, you can knock somebody out. So to be able to be vulnerable, right, and share your feelings and say I'm not right, what what was that like for you to 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 admit that in this particular area, like you're not always the toughest guy you need help so the honest with you man when it came to talking about it and admitting it it was so easy at this point right now it's so easy because when i was going through what i was going through i really wish man i had somebody like me the person i am now i wish i had somebody that would have reached out to me and helped me out and, and showed me that this is regular this isn't i'm not normal. i'm not irregular for going through a struggle or being depressed depression is a part of our normal lifestyle right now because we all compare ourselves to what we see on Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that. So um, depression is normal, and but nobody told me that. So everybody looked normal to me and I'm the only one depressed and I'm the only one. And then I'm the person that people talk to with their problem. So um, it, it, just, it just took a lot 
So now that I'm in this happy space, I have no problem broadcasting to people. Because I really look at my Instagram and think that I have this great life and I own my own gym and it's cool. And I do. I do have a great life and I do own my own gym and I am making, I'm doing very well in life and my daughter's amazing. Everything is great, but it wasn't always like that. And I just want people to understand that you all can do this, if not more. I'm saying, because we all struggle. It's just about staying, staying with it. Keep pushing forward. Keep trying, never giving up. That's what it's all about. So I think that I'm an advocate of that and I like to tell a story. Yeah, and then when you think about, you you were, you were telling a story about how you realized you wanted to be around for your daughter. Did you did you think at all about all the work your mom has put in for you? Did that did that influence your decision? Like she's been this person for you. I gather you want to be that person for your daughter. You know what, to be honest with you, I was so selfish at that time. I didn't think about that. I did once I really... My mother's the reason I didn't quit boxing because I wanted to quit. I wanted to quit, and then I was sitting down and thinking about, man, your mom sacrificed all this time, all this money to see you chase your dreams, and you're just gonna quit her like that because she always told me the minute I want to stop, I can stop. It's up to me, and so I was like, you know what, mom, I want to stop. And as sad as she was, she said okay, but um, I really just thought about it, like, man, your mom sacrificed hours, flew out with you to different states to be in tournaments, different countries. She invested so much time, quit her job. Are you gonna just quit like this without even really, really, really giving it your all? So she definitely helped me with that aspect. As far as life though, as far as like the suicide thing when I was going through that, unfortunately, no, I didn't think about her. My daughter was the only thing that, that really kept me, I'm saying, to be honest with you. What's the what's the dream now? You're, you know, you're clean, right? You're, you know, you're back to being the dad you wanna be. You own your own gym. Your training. What's the what's the goal here in the next couple of years, five years down the road? The goal is to change the world. It's, like, it's no longer about being a world champion. I feel like that's gonna come. It's no longer about being rich. That's gonna come. I feel like I feel like I want to change the world. When I get hit up on Instagram by some of my followers telling me that I inspire them to get up or I inspire them to chase whatever dream they're chasing, that's that's the goal. I want to do that. I want to touch as many people as I can possibly touch. And I feel like in, in that being the goal, everything else will fall under that. Me being a world champion will fall under that because I know because I know my my drive is what's inspiring people. I'm going to keep driving. I'm going to keep working hard. Me chasing this world title is getting people up off their ass and making them work. I'm going to keep chasing this world title. So, um, like, my goal is bigger than the title, you know what I'm saying? But, but the title is going to come. The world title is going to come. I'm going to make history with my mom. That's going to come. But it's just about, it's, for me, it's about changing the world so i give on instagram i give my phone number to other people um all that people have one number you can contact me directly you can just talk I maybe mean, get jump on a zoom call with a bunch of people i just want to be around like people need to be more people i think i think covid got people so out of touch with other people because mm -hmm. you have to keep our distance and um a lot of people a lot of friendships fell apart a lot of things happened a lot of people got um a lot of people got social distanced for real you know what i'm saying yeah. so like I'm trying. I'm trying to just reestablish that human connection. So, like I said, if, if anybody, if anybody's watching this and you want to reach out to me, I'm gonna give you my number so you can put my number apart with this. So if you would to text me, call me. Seriously, man, like that's what it is. We're humans supposed to be around humans. We're supposed to love each other. That was the original message, and somehow we've all lost track of that. I'm saying, like we all, we all, we've all gotten selfish. And I feel like I just want to be one of the people, and there are a lot of us, but I want to be one of the advocates of, of, of friendship and humans helping each other and happiness and that that being the goal, not the goal being money or the goal being championships or anything. The goal just being the American dream, just be 
being happy and everybody around you happy. I think that's the best goal. So it sounds like helping people. I mean, you still want to obviously be be a champion in the ring, but it sounds like helping people right now is as important as any fight you might win. Yes, I, I in my in my whole in my heart, I know I'm going to be a champion. So there's no reason for me to keep stressing that. What I want to stress is helping people. I'm saying the championship in my opinion is coming, no question. So I don't have to talk about that. That's like me saying my goal is to get older. It's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? But like, it's going to happen. My goal uh, is to change it. the world. Hey, uh, I, you know, I've seen some photos of you on Instagram, and I, I was reading, you know, you've, 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 you've been around Floyd Mayweather. You've been around his dad. What, when you're around someone who's considered maybe the greatest by many, how does that influence the way that you train and carry yourself? It influences me in every way because I look up to Floyd on a on a super on a super deep level, not just in the ring, his intelligence outside the ring. People people talk down to him because of stuff that was out there. I'm not gonna even go into it. But I've been around this man. This man is a very intelligent man. And information that people hear about him, you only hear it from one new channel. He doesn't really defend himself because he he's not about that. So people don't get like the world, I mean the news and media is one-sided. They try to tell you stuff because they, they tell you stuff that sells. But I talk to this, I'll be around this man all the time. And what he does for the for the African-American community, what he does for fighters around him, what he's done for me personally, this is a great person. So I watch everything he does, how he trains, how he doesn't drink still to this day, um, everything, man. He's a true professional and a true humanitarian. Just feel, again, people just don't know that, so. Uh, we're about to end here. We're just our, with, with, a, with a couple of questions, kind of, uh, we call it our what's good, uh, three questions here to close out. But one, one final thing I want to ask you about before we get to that, people love to compare fighters. You, you hear about all the time. This, this guy reminds me of that guy from that generation to this generation. Is there, is there someone that you feel like you compare to, or how do you answer that question? That's very interesting. So I think there's a, there's a couple of fighters that I pride myself after, I'm not sure if people would say I fight like them, but I, Marvin Hagler is number one. I love Marvin Hagler's tenacity, his um, his his heart, and I, and people do say that they they say I'm a I'm a throwback fighter, an old school fighter because I want to fight. I, I say like I don't care about the politics. I don't care about. You know, I just want to fight. I love boxing. I want to fight. So that's one person I pattern myself after. Marvin Hagler, just his focus and dedication in the ring. Then I like Pernell Whitaker for his defense, but I'm not as good as that. Like my defense isn't as nice as Pernell Whitaker's because um he was amazing. And then the last fighter I compare myself to is Emmanuel Augustus, who a lot of people don't know about, who had a terrible record. I think he has, he might have more losses than wins for Floyd Mayweather. And Floyd Mayweather says, maybe he changed now, but he said that for a while, that that was his toughest fight. A dude with more losses than wins. And you watch him fight, He's just having fun. He's in the ring dancing. He's super relaxed. And I, I pat on myself at them, not in the record, but in the sense that I want to be that fighter that just goes in there and has fun. I'm saying like he never fought because he was good. He was really good. But he never really fought a, never really fought. He never really tried to be a world champion. If he wanted to, I wholeheartedly feel like Emmanuel Augustus could have been a world champion. But I think he didn't care. I'm saying he was just having fun. Maybe he had money somewhere else. He just loved boxing. And that's how I feel except I'm going to be a champion, though. But I, that's what it is to me. I'm having fun. I'm in the ring, dancing, talking, playing, enjoying the sport. Hey, our final questions here. Uh, first up, what's, and, and you were just talking about it, so it's probably this, but what's what's something that you've done for yourself lately? 
um open I mean open my gym. I've done I've done so much for myself recently just because I realized the importance of self-improvement and self-care. So I do stuff for myself daily. But I think the biggest accomplishment for me would be opening my own gym man. And, and like it's it's amazing, bro. Like I love being a business owner. I love I love everything about it. So that's one thing I've done for myself. And then what's what's something recently you've done for someone else? Oh man, let me think of a good one. Um, so I started this thing on we well, me and a friend of mine, he has a chat, a blog on Instagram called All Colors Mandatory. So I told people on his on his channel, I challenged somebody, if they want to come out to Vegas, we'll fly them out to Vegas, we'll put them up in a hotel, and then if they can survive, if they can survive 10 rounds with me, they can do all 10 rounds, I'll give them a thousand dollars. So that was the deal originally because people were telling me that I wasn't good because they were looking at my old price. So I was like, okay, so come show me. So I yeah. made that offer. Nobody took the offer for the thousand dollars for the ten rounds. Nobody took it. But this one kid, he gets on there and he goes, "I'll go through it, man. He's a pro boxer. He's great. I know I can't, I can't beat him, but I still want to get in the ring with him. Like this, this is an amazing opportunity. Why wouldn't I take this chance? Free trip to Vegas. Even if I don't get the thousand dollars, I still want to go get in the ring with a pro boxer. It's just super cool. So I, I was blown away by his response and his, his. His eagerness to come out here and get a ring with me. So I'm going to give him the thousand dollars regardless. He's gonna give him a ring with me. He's gonna do the 10 rounds. We're still gonna give him the thousand dollars. Um, and it's just just have fun with it. So that's something nice I've done for somebody. Because again, with boxing for me, it's not about beating anybody up. Now, if you want to talk crazy, I will beat you up. But <laughs> <laughs> but that's not what it's about to me. It's about sharing, sharing my love for something with everybody else. And then and then last, what's what's uh when you want to laugh, you want to have a good time. What do you, what do you turn to to kind of unplug from from training and everything else that makes you laugh? My daughter yeah. is the funniest human. I just posted a video on my Instagram of her last night. She asked me, she was like, "Can I jump in your bed?" And I was like, "No." And she's like, "Okay, well, then can you give me a dollar?" And I was like, "Wait, what? Like, how, why you get that?" She was like, "Because I want to jump in your bed." So since <laughs> I can't jump in your bed, you give me a dollar. Like, I'm not paying you for that. I don't got no money. She's an expert like, negotiator yes. right there. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, then she goes, Yes, you got money in draw. I see you put money in draw all the time. So, like, she's showing me where my money is. She's hilarious, though. So, when I want to unwind and get away from the world, seriously, I just turn my phones off and I can just sit in the room with my daughter and just talk to her. And she's hilarious. Excellent. Hey, kids, hey. Say, kids say what they want to say. They do. They do. They're they are un, unfiltered. Um, exactly. Dennis, the mom's boy, Douglas, appreciate the time. What's the, what's the best way for people to get, to get in touch with you and reach out? Follow me on Instagram at mamasboy underscore Dennis. M-O-M-M-A-S-B-O-Y underscore Dennis. Um, you can follow me on Twitter on Twitter at the Mama's Boy. Follow me on Facebook, Dennis Douglin. Um, take my phone number. I mean, you're gonna post my phone number, 347-924-7805. So you get, it's so many ways to get in touch with me. Email me, Dennis Boy at Gmail. I'm saying like just reach out, guys. I, I try to I try my best to answer everybody. Like I said, I may not be as fast as I can because I do have my own business and I do have my daughter. But I promise you, if you message me and it's not disrespectful, like I promise you I will get back to you. Dennis, man, appreciate the time. Uh, great to talk with you. Best of luck with everything going forward. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.